Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. Uh, back here with thoughts on what has been a very recurring trend for WWE uh, over the past uh, while now, as we know. And another round of releases uh, here on Thursday. And uh, just up front, I am recording this on Thursday evening, and I'm sure there will be a lot more to come out uh, regarding the details and everything on this particular uh, situation with WWE and, and making all of these releases um, a lot of talent released yet again. And um, as we kind of come to expect, when you have these releases, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, there's a lot of reports, um, a lot of different, I think, opinions and rumors out there. Uh, I know one of the ones is, I think it was from the New York Post, uh, had a story saying that a source um, had mentioned that uh, one of the released wrestlers uh, was released due to uh, not being vaccinated. And, and I know that has sort of made its rounds on social media, but I'm just going to say, like, that's something that's just impossible to comment on because um, we don't have that information. It's not public knowledge um, unless those people choose to make that public knowledge. And so for this particular discussion, uh, I think it's, you know, part of a bigger story with WWE uh, on a day where WWE did announce its third quarter earnings for this year and um, announced uh, revenue totaling $255.8 million. $255.8 million. Uh, that is an uh, increase, not a decrease uh, for WWE. Yet, if you look at certain reports, um, Feifel's uh, Sean Ross Sapp reported that uh, John Laurinaitis uh, sent out a company email, which I think has also become sort of a theme for WWE these days, and said that the reasoning for the releases, back to those two words, budget cuts. Uh, again, $255.8 million uh, increase in revenue for the third quarter for WWE. So take that uh, for what uh, it's worth, I guess, uh, at that point. And, uh, you know, looking at some of these releases, obviously, again, a, a pretty big list of people here. Uh, the, you know, most notable ones, I think, that completely... You know, I don't know if they're that shocking anymore when we talk about releases since, you know, people like Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman and such, um, you know, that just sort of seem like WWE guys have been released. Uh, but when you see this list, I mean, it just it's just another round, I think, that you look at and say, wow, how did these people kind of be in these positions to be released? Given what, you know, for a lot of these, you looked at it and thought, wow, the potential they could have. Um, and really we're, you know, we're mostly talking about several NXT talents here. Uh, we will have, you know, we've got the full list over at 41mania.com. You can check out all the, the people that were released for the, you know, looking at this podcast, we will probably focus mostly on, uh, the people that are obviously getting a lot of the attention and you can probably start, I think you just go to the main roster, uh, first. And I mean, you look at Keith Lee. Someone that I thought when they brought him up, he just seemed like someone that was going to be a no-brainer for, for you know the main roster. It just seemed like, my goodness, if you can't find a way to use Keith Lee, um, what are you doing, right? And yet, it didn't work for them. And uh, I just called up. You know, he had the health issues, and that is something, obviously, he has talked a lot about, um, you know, since deciding to to discuss it. 
And, you know, it was a very serious deal when you hear him talking about it. Um, and, you know, that obviously played into kind of him being sidelined there for a while, but just someone that never really caught on the, the way that I think a lot of us expected him to on the main roster. Then he goes through this transition into this Bearcat character. And from there, um, yeah, I just, I am still looking at that one. And I think of all the ones that uh, you look at, there may be one more that's maybe a little bit more surprising given the trajectory for him, but uh, there's no doubt that Keith Lee's uh, towards the top of that list. If you keep going, certainly Karrion Cross um, and Scarlett, we can throw her in there because I think them as a package, you know, you looked at NXT and you really just saw, I mean, you, you saw the trajectory for these two in NXT and, and there was just what a dominant run at one point, and then the the shining moment to where all the spotlight gets put on Karrion Cross when he makes his Raw debut, and he loses to Jeff Hardy in a couple minutes. Um, I think from there, there was a lot of people, and maybe I, I may have said it at some point. I've tried to, you know, be optimistic, but there was a lot that said, "All right, well, let's just wait and see where it goes from here." And you know, the thinking is, well, there has to be a story to this, right? Well, it uh, looks like there wasn't because uh, this really went nowhere with Karrion Cross on the main roster. Scarlett never even got on the main roster. Um, that duo that seemed like they were, I mean, essentially a, a duo that you just could not mess up, um, got quickly messed up. And, uh, you know, Cross went into this new character that seemingly, you know, you go from the gladiator mask and the demolition-esque stuff to just something completely different. It's just... I'm not sure where it went wrong for him on the main roster, but it was clear that uh, his whole main roster run was bungled from the start. Uh, even after, you know, avenging that loss to Jeff Hardy, it did absolutely nothing for him. And it was just really hard to take this guy seriously based on how he's pushing the next versus how he pushed the main roster. And what do you know? That is another theme that we've seen in WWE over the years is people just get pushed in such a different direction. And now with the whole NXT 2.0, um, it was, you know, just a matter of time, I think, before you saw this play out, uh, especially with the direction they're going with with NXT 2.0. It's clear there is a much different direction. And again, we can go back to this whole budget cut stuff. But for a company that is just raking in money, just went to Saudi Arabia and did Crown Jewel, it's going to earn them a ton of money. Um, I mean, it's just I'm not sure what else you you can say to that uh, when it comes to the reasoning here. But there is a clear reasoning why they are making some of these cuts. And, you know, we go back to, you know, one of the rounds they made, what was that, earlier this year, maybe? We're talking about all the speculation of a WWE sale and everything like that. I think that speculation is only going to kind of ramp up from here uh, when when you look at these kind of moves. Maybe there is something to it, maybe there's not, but it's still something that just it makes you scratch your head when you look at some of these talents. And those three in particular, I think Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, um, certainly at the top of, uh, I think, you know, when you talk about who's going to get talked about the most here, uh, those three, just based on where they were in NXT, what it seemed like the potential for them would be on the main roster, and then to have this, you know, turn out this way for them. Uh, very, very interesting development, to say the least. Uh, elsewhere, you know, if you go to the main roster, um, you look around, Eva Marie, who it seems like had not, you know, hadn't been that long ago that she came back. Uh, but she comes back, and she's also released uh, in this group. Um, you've got Nia Jax, someone who has really been a regular, you know, in the women's division for a while now. Um, and I know, you know, certainly plenty of criticism surrounding her 
in the ring and such, and and some of the um, you know unfortunate incidents that have happened uh, over the years there. And uh, I know that's you know didn't necessarily uh, get her on the good side of wrestling fans at times, but um, you know she's also among this group where again she was regularly featured uh, when she was you know not sidelined with injuries and such. She was someone that was regularly featured in this division, but now uh, released. I, you know, another one here that I'll tell you really sort of caught me off guard because I was thinking, you know, we talk about the NXT call-ups and Hit Row was such a huge, I mean, success, I think, when you look at what they were able to accomplish in NXT before that switched to NXT 2.0. And now BFAP is released. Um, it's just, uh, it's pretty interesting to think about because I was probably one of the ones too that said, hey, when they decided to call up Hit Row, uh, I think a lot of people were hesitant because you didn't want them to mess up an act that was really getting over pretty well in NXT. I mean, they were very entertaining. Uh, yes, you know, there was lack of experience, and I think that's kind of the case for BFAB is in terms of the in-ring ability, sure, there's a lack of experience there, and that was evident, uh, you know, in one of the NXT 2.0 matches she has. Um, you know, and I think that that's one of those where you say, okay, well, they'll, they'll find a way to make it work. She'll get more experience. She'll get better. Well, maybe not in WWE because, um, she's released and, you know, there goes your traditional hit pro faction as it, as it stood going into, you know, the main roster. So there's another element that's taken out of that. Um, you know, you go keep going further. I mean, Davey Boy Smith Jr. He was brought back and we're thinking, okay, well now he's going to get another shot in WWE. Nope. Didn't even have him, like, didn't even see him on television, was not factored into anything. Um, seemed like, you know, just as quickly as he was added to the roster, now he's released again. Uh, Mia Yim, you know, obviously with Keith Lee, I don't think that's a big surprise. Um, you know, when you have a pairing like that, uh, you know, it's it's one, two. We're like, what has she done since being in Retribution? Like, and there you go again. Like, we talk about call-ups, right? And she gets called up from NXT, and she gets put in this just just awful retribution angle and never able to recover. Um, you know, and it's just, I don't know why at times WWE feels the need to just completely change everything about someone when they come up from NXT. But we think about all the people we've listed here. I mean, let's talk about more of these people. Um, you know, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, they're also among this group. Now, Ember Moon, of course, was on the main roster, uh, goes back to NXT and, and had a, you know, pretty entertaining run there for a while. Uh, but now she gets released. So I think, again, you know, you look at her and you're someone that's like, well, they brought her up. thought she had some success, but she ultimately goes back to NXT. And there's just not, you know, you don't really look at it and feel like there's a lot of optimism for her to get back on the main roster and have that same success. Uh, Frankie Monet. I mean, gosh, she didn't. I mean, it ha she hasn't been with a company that long at this point. And, you know, she does have a significant other there. And John Morrison, who's on the main roster. And, you know, just as quickly again. I mean, she was, she was a, a big factor. You know, she's coming in and, and the tail end of the original NXT, I guess NXT 1.0, whatever you want to call it, uh, before they made the transition. I mean, she was being pushed as sort of that next big star. And just as quickly as things change, they do the whole revamp with NXT. And now, you know, she's not even someone that's considered, even with all of her experience, she's not someone that's considered to bring up to the main roster and push her in any way, shape, or form. She's just released. Uh, so, I mean, it's another one that really just makes you scratch your head and realize that there was such a, I mean, it's clear when you go down this list of people we're talking about here, think about the disconnect that when you're locked up, we're, we're talking about sort of the high points of a lot of these people and not everyone, but you know, the ones we've kind of mentioned, 
I mean, these are people that had a lot of success in NXT. And it's like, how did Nat, was Nat not able to transition to the main roster? And for some people, they got that opportunity. Again, what, in my opinion, creative bungled a little bit of it. And it just didn't never work out. And it was going to be hard for them to recover from it. Or they just didn't get the opportunity, period. Um, so those are ones that you just, I mean, really, it just, you keep looking at this and you're thinking, I keep looking at this 255.8 million and I'm thinking, all right, this obviously isn't budget cuts because I can't imagine that some of these people were making the kind of money, um, that's really going to, you know, just take you down a notch when it comes to, uh, the money that you're bringing in as a company. WWE has no issues making money. Uh, you can talk, we can talk about the creative all we want and there's obviously been issues with that over the years, but uh, they have zero issues finding a way to make money. Um, so the budget cuts thing, it's its what we expect, but yeah, I think it's obviously just a bunch of crock. Uh, when you look at it that way, I mean, some of the other names, you know, Oni Lorcan, another NXT regular uh, there, Grand Metalik, you know, he had kind of Lucha House Party, really, Lince Dorado also among the group that got released. Um, so uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's you just keep looking up and down this list and you're just thinking... Again, this is not anything that's probably all that surprising anymore, and that's that's unfortunate because it's not a surprise anymore when you have people that get released like this. I mean, they're really, you know, as we've we've talked about before, outside of Roman Reigns and um, people like that, like you're just you're not shocked by any of these anymore, and and I think that's again unfortunate because that is sort of the mindset that you've gotten now after all these releases, um, and yeah, I mean. Like I said at the beginning, I think we probably will undoubtedly know a lot more about kind of what led to these releases. And um, it always is like you always get these reports coming out. And, um, you know, for some of these people, uh, it depends on what kind of their their non-compete clauses are and such. I mean, you could we could hear from some of these people right away. Uh, It may take 30 days or whatever it is. I know Scarlett uh, is one that's already put out on Twitter that she is uh, officially free to work in 30 days. Um, You know, so. There, there's going to be more to this. Like we, we know how this works um, at this point in terms of people going on podcasts, um, tweeting, all this other stuff. There's going to be a lot of information coming out about maybe what led to some of these releases, and um, I think will be interesting to just look at. Uh, not just these as they stand now, but just this trend that is continuing for WWE. And um, you know, Nick Khan is certainly in a position now to where. We talk about, you know, the business aspect of all this. And, um, I mean, things have things have changed a lot since Nick Khan took over. And, again, this, you know, last year felt like five years, as we, we've all said at this point. But, I mean, it's just WWE has changed a lot over the past, you know, whatever, year and a half, two years, I guess you could say now. Uh, we're in, you know, no, November, early November now. But it, it is pretty, pretty interesting to look at it and, and fascinating to think about how much this company has really changed its approach to how it does business and really, you know, going from stacking talent as much talent as they could when AEW is getting ready to launch after AEW launches, you just see a company that goes out and just, you know, grabs a lot of talent. And now, you know, that opinion is sort of completely changed from a business standpoint to where they are going in the opposite direction. They are getting rid of so much talent and, you know, at some point, and we will have this discussion, I'm sure, is, you know, for some point at AEW, there comes a time where, you know, how many people can you sign? Well, if you look at this group here, I mean, there's, you know, people have different opinions and it depends on, you know, what you think of these people's working styles and everything. But, 
I mean, to me, Keith Lee is a no-brainer. I think if you're, if you're anyone looking at this and just all the potential and talent that he has, uh, I mean, Karrion Cross and Scarlett as a duo are, like I said earlier, I mean, they are they are a proven act as a duo and, and what they can do together apart, as we saw, did not really work out too well for Karrion Cross. I don't know if that was entirely you know, his fault <laughs> in terms of how he's booked, uh, but um, there's just... There, the good news, I guess, you know, if you want to kind of look at it this way is, you know, there is a scenario now where, you know, with things seemingly somewhat, uh, I don't know what we would call it normal, but um, the new normal, whatever that looks like, there, there is a lot of opportunity out there for wrestlers. Now, obviously, with Ring of Honor uh, going on hiatus and all of that and not necessarily knowing what their future is going to look like, uh, at least, you know, for the next four or five months or so. Um, that is one place to where, you know, you could have had opportunities for people and such, especially, you know, when you look at the women's division and what they've kind of done, but, you know, there are still a lot of places to work out there, whether it's AW, whether it's impact, um, you know, GCW, we, we've all looked at game changer. They, they've, they're doing a lot of creative things. Um, you know, there, there is potential out there and these people will have opportunities, I think, but it is still, you know, just. I think it's mind-boggling when you look at WWE and you know that they are still the, far and away, they're still the biggest company in the world. And they're still certainly far and away the most profitable company in wrestling. Um, but yet, you know, you're, you're getting these budget cuts and, and all of this. And it's just, um, it is, it makes you think about kind of what the future of this company is going to look like. Um, and really, you know, we've seen the dynamic really change in NXT with NXT 2.0. Uh, but it's clear they are going in a much different path than, you know, was the previous iteration of NXT. And I think, again, when we look at some of these releases, there is a common thread there with people who were in NXT um, and aren't necessarily a part of this new vision uh, with that, you know, with the Braun Breakers and the Von Wagners and, and all of these people that they are pushing uh, from that particular, you know, era now. I mean, that is sort of the new era in WWE and um, it, it's, it's just very interesting to look at this and sort of see where things are headed. Uh, could, could a sale be in the future? I, I'm sure that will be speculated a lot about. Um, but uh, there's just, you, you look at all these different moves and it's just going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see where these people go from here. Like we said, it's certainly from a timing standpoint, um, you know, these people are probably in a better position than the ones that were released you know, last year at this time, or I can't even keep up at this point with all the rounds and releases that have happened, um, you know, probably since what, April of last year or whatever it was. Um, but it's just, yeah, that there were, th these people have opportunities, but still, um, I think that that is a storyline, but the storyline is also, you know, what is WWE doing and what is, what is the, the approach here? Um, as we've seen, I mean, I think it's, look, it's just, um, this is the, this is the approach they've decided to take. Uh, no matter flaunting all the millions of dollars they're bringing in in revenue, um, this is the approach they've taken from a talent standpoint. And we'll see if it pays off for them because it's certainly paying off in terms of the money they're bringing in. Uh, but when it comes to, I think, giving wrestlers the opportunity to succeed, um, you know, sometimes not always the case when it comes to just, uh, yeah, th their handling of certain talent. Has been a little, um, yeah, just leaves a lot to be desired, I think, uh, for, for this. But we won't discuss too much more of, of this for now because I think, again, there are going to be more details that come out on perhaps what led to some of these releases. 
like I said earlier, um, there's certainly plenty of speculation on Twitter. That's nothing new for anything, but um, I, I just I kind of like to stick to to what you kind of see uh, and what is kind of the the hard reporting on some of the stuff um, to really get the insight now. But I'm sure there will be a lot more insight into what led to this, what the moves that were made. Uh, but I just again, you go back to <laughs> sort of the timing and everything with the company uh, announcing this revenue and uh, a big third quarter uh, and all of this. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's something that will continue to be discussed. And uh, for all the, you know, things that are happening in the world of wrestling, uh, WWE, as I said, still the giant, but um, the the giant is uh, certainly uh, doing some things that makes you wonder uh, at this point. So uh, again, you'll be able to find all of the uh, news stories for everything going on with these releases over at 41mania.com. We'll put the links to some of those in the show notes, so you can check everything out there. And uh, in some you know upcoming podcasts, we'll talk more about the fallout from this, I'm sure, and the details uh, and everything that will uh, continue to come out uh, on these releases. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where things go from here. But check out everything we've got going on at 41mania.com, our news, reviews, columns. It's all over there. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for 41 on wrestling. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We'll put the link to that in the show notes. And uh, as always, we have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family uh, in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And uh, everything else, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>